Everyone, we wanted to take a quick moment to thank all the listeners, the viewers, and of course the patrons out there. The team here at Vector Sigma hopes that we can bring a little levity and a distraction from the weight of the real world. Time is always precious, but that has become even more obvious now. We want to say that we really do appreciate everyone out there that's spending their time with us. Welcome back, everyone, to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Scott of VectorSigma.info, and we have a special new guest for you. It's Scott's mechanical keyboard. Is everybody excited? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that one I had to throw in there. I had some other <laughs> intro planned, but as soon as that started happening, it went bang, right out of my head, and then that... It was good hey, enough. You've typed, you've typed before too. It's not oh like yeah, yeah. Is, uh, no, I'm this just is only me. Right? Oh, absolutely. Um, although I, I've started because I'm the host. I can just mute everything, at least my stuff, when that happens. For uh, obviously, for you, it'll be a little more unpredictable for me to try figure out when to mute you. <laughs> oh, good. And Scott's a uh, vitamin zero from yes. <laughs> I'm sure that will make a prominent appearance at some point. <laughs> yes. Um. But anyway, we have officially completed spoiler season as of last recording. Well, technically before that. Uh, now we're into, you know, our usual routine for after sets come out, evaluating now that we have the whole context. We're going to do the characters tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about battle cards next time, most likely. We'll see if any other news comes up. But we're not... <sighs> We're kind of in an in-between for a couple parts, and that's why there's honorable mentions up at the top. So, first thing off the bat is the head characters. Outside of Clobber, I think you put it pretty succinctly, Scott, like, they're not really built around to the level that you would think of for a traditional character. Yeah, like, I don't don't think you're... I mean, the ones that stick out to me are... Uh, like of the of the heads that stick out to me are Clobber, Flintlock, uh, Apex, and um, whatever the stealth one is called. Or uh, that the is Apex. Brave one is called. Oh, whatever the, the brave one. Doombot, Doomshot. Yeah, Doomshot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Doomshot. That Doom, Doom Doombot is a different universe, different thing yeah. altogether. Um, so, like to me, to me, everything else would just be like. I'm playing the head because it's the head that fits the cost and the ability that I want. But like, yeah, it's not, I think those are so different in what they do, like either because the numbers are just so gigantic or because they're providing like semi unique abilities. Um, I just think that like they're, I guess you could maybe try to start with them and put a body around them. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think it's honestly like probably more, especially like on the stealth side, like especially on the apex side, it's probably still just like, I'm trying to keep this body alive, obviously. Um, yeah. But I guess the other three, maybe you could just be like, I'll just stick a giant body with brave on it in, in front of people or I'll, yeah, you know, makes sense. But the, but the other two are basically like have more use when they pop off. So you're building for a, I guess a longer game with them. You do account for them, but I don't think you're going in going, 
well, Flintlock's going to carry the day. Like, th- this is my deck. It's just Flintlock happens to provide, uh, and I mean, it's a walking body armor, but a one that also has a body armor innately. So I, mm-hmm. I think they're, as strange as it may sound, maybe on the cusp of being built around because those, those three and four star heads are where you really start pushing it. Because mm-hmm. just by virtue of the star cost, like, that's an entire character in a lot of scenarios so you have to build around it to some extent but it's not build around in this is the genesis of a deck where when we get into characters in a few moments that's more where we're going with it yeah i, I think i agree with you that like the, the absolute one that sticks out from that sense is probably clobber and i haven't built a single deck that involves clobber so it's hard for me to say so i i definitely have some that are on the drawing board but they're all like 20 card shells kind of thing mm-hmm. and i can't quite fit because it, it's like oh this will be really awesome and then i get 20 25 cards in and go i don't know about this one so it remains to be seen but aside from the heads the stratagems are another category that we're trying to work out offline how we're going to handle them because well it's, it's, some of them are not so hot <laughs> it, it's probably a significant yeah. portion um that being said, we're going to cover some of them today just as they're all the non-body characters have them, so they're going to come up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the one thing I want to say real quick is that like yeah. we've had two to three weeks worth of experience of actually... It's definitely different this time around, yeah. Playing with the cards, so like we're trying to come at this from... I guess a lot of these are the decks that we've put pen to paper and put printers out there to actually try with and, and they're the ones that we're trying to focus on early so like um uh basically like they're where we're putting our effort so if somebody doesn't show up here it's probably just that like we didn't find a home for it yet right yeah it is, as always it's a these are our initial thoughts given the context that we have at this point in time clearly things are going to change as we dive more into the cards you know you're not going to pick everything up in immediately so right um so i just wanted to get that out of the way so people have some context with the quote-unquote honorable mention section the other thing that i guess we could throw in here is fort max because i mean by definition he's built around but mm-hmm. he like metroplex and Trypticon, we'll say <laughs> even <laughs> he they require some very unique things so we, within the context of here we're gonna skip him for now um, that being said, we're going to go, and I was mentioning this before you joined Scott, uh, b- before the official recording started, that you had sent these to me in a particular list. Now, was that mm-hmm. a, I'll let chat guess <laughs> based on what they can see, but was that a, a power level thing, how you're excited by them? Um, we're going to be starting off with the Sky Shadow pieces, which is actually one of my contributions, but f- when we get to the ones that well, to be perfectly honest, we overlapped a lot this time around. Um, did you, because this, this list is defined in a specific order right now. Like, did was that power level or how did you set that list up? I mean, I guess it's power level. It's, what, it's the cards I'm using the most often or feel like have the most either deck-defining traits or... Um, uh, is that Fangry, I guess? Yeah, Fangry. That and, <laughs> no, it's Fangry and then the new Fangry. 
I, I was selling chat. I have a, a lot of toys and, and uh, props uh, today. <laughs> um, it's either the ones that I find myself gravitating towards most often because their raw power level is very high mm. or they're filling a need that I feel like there is for the specific deck that I'm trying to build, but that they have multiple builds that I'm contemplating with them, um, gotcha. which means to me that I feel like just mathematically they should show up the most often and therefore be the most represented in the metagame um, because they can either show up in multiple decks or because if I have three decks for them to begin with, one of them should be good. So yeah. <laughs> there's a chance that, like, you know, that that'll happen. So Gotcha. All right. We'll see if Jack cool. can guess the order in here. I think it's pretty obvious <laughs> if you look carefully at the list. Um, mm-hmm. So the first one up that, like I said, this was one of my contributions, although... I know Scott, you had some ideas for these guys offline. Just it may have, they might have pushed to honorable mention status otherwise. And for me specifically, it's the pre-combined pieces for Sky Shadow as opposed to the combined version. Which, while strong, I've been finding that the tank and the plane have been showing up a lot in different things, at least initially, as a that pseudo battlemaster role where mm-hmm. it's a non-flipping character with sizable stats, useful keywords, and it's well and also useful traits. They're both range. So it, it, they all they both play into different decks, but they also allow for filling in gaps in decks that maybe I found before. Like for example, we streamed the other night and I was running General Megatron specifically because now I can have two tanks that I don't quite hate myself playing kind of thing um similarly sky shadow i think is a solid body for aggressive builds in that seven drop slot if you specifically want a larger attacker other than say fire drive or you specifically want a decepticon or you want a plane or you have to you know like we're we're hitting that saturation point with a lot of characters where in the beginning, it was, okay, well, I have to run this character because it's the only thing in this star cost range, or it's the only thing that meets this criteria for stats or keyword. Now it's, okay, well, I might have choice as to which 7-drop, aggressive 7-drop, or defensive 7-drop you want to run. Before, it was defaulting to Sentinel Hot Rod. Now you could run mm-hmm. the tank instead, um, depending on faction, depending on traits, depending on flip density, depending on etc. Um, although I guess flip density isn't great comparison for the tank and hot rod, but whatever. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same reason why you were running them, but mm. they both have relevant tribes also, which I think is a big part of it. Yes. Yeah, they, um, uh, oh, good. The only, the only caveat I'll say though, is that to be honest with you, like we haven't played enough decks with belligerence and, and, um, yes. And hostilities that like really, I think hurt both these cards pretty Absolutely. badly. Yeah. So I think that's going to be my goal for the next time we play test is to really push some of those cards and see if these these get really hurt by that. But assuming that they don't, mm-hmm. then I think they fit the description you're looking for, I guess. Um, so yeah, I just don't know. I mean, they're they're definitely they're decent at what they do. Yeah. Um. And I but I think their combined form is insane. Like I think that whole, oh, the yeah. whole deck comes together. You get like a lot of value out of it. So yeah. I just wanted to call the the parts out because I do as the parts specifically because again, mm-hmm. the, like you said, the combined form can do some really mean things. I just think these 
fill gaps, especially for these two particular tribes, for people that want to play those tribes, uh, mm-hmm. and help fill in those gaps. I, my prediction going forward to your point about belligerence and end hostilities is that belligerence is going to hurt the tank more than end hostilities is going to hurt the plane. The reason I say that is because I think that this, the tank and the role that it's going to serve is going to need the defense to ensure that it's soaking multiple hits to mm-hmm. buy time for your other guy. Whereas the plane can just be, you can throw a <laughs> grenade launcher, reckless charge, go. Oh, my oranges don't mm-hmm. count. Whatever. I'm still a 12 base attacker sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe that won't bear out, but we'll see. Yeah, the tank can do that too. But yeah, I agree. Right. I mean, it is possible. It just depends on, in that case, if, say, you drop sparring gear on him for reasons mm-hmm. just to make sure that he's living, okay, well, you're really hurting as opposed to just... I You're not going to be able to play as many defensive things to help him that wouldn't involve tough as mm-hmm. you would just be able to play static buffs for the plane. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um. Don't worry, chat. We're getting to Fangry soon. <laughs> we'll bring that up. Um, so we'll move on from Sky Shadow. One of the other guys I wanted to talk about was Brawn. Since I was cleaning up the basement, I didn't get a chance to grab my G1 Brawn. Um, and he's he was not on hand easily accessible. But this Brawn is, since he's a common, is going to be very accessible to everybody. And as we've already seen in the limited playtesting that you referenced earlier, Scott... This guy seems to pound for pound be what we were predicting when we first saw him. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems to be to be solid. I expect to see him going forward. Do you find that it's as you're building decks that involve him that it has been a challenge to meet his Pierce criteria, or is it just like, oh yeah, this guy will hit decent Pierce numbers just by virtue of how the decks are built? without jumping through hoops um i think the decks you want to play him in are going to be pure space to begin with because you want to be getting the quote like free black pip out of the deal yeah yeah to pump his pierce or you want to be getting like i mean the green x is obviously easy Mm. to meet and a lot of the whites are easy to meet also um but i think to really reach like on flips alone, like without like the hit the eight of like a weapon, just like or like anything like you know four pierce four or something like that, I think it's pretty easy to meet that with him. Having um, been hit with uh, pierce five relatively easily, pierce six with a little bit of help from been mm-hmm. on the receiving end of that, that he's. I mean, he's performing all the functions that we anticipated he would at this stage, and I don't really see that changing. No, that's fair. I, I just don't know. I think his survivability and and use is and universal use will be much less than another five drop on the list. That's my only caveat to him. I could see that. Yeah, that's probably true. Um it does he, quote okay. hits harder quote against like a big swath of meta though, and that's the thing is that mm-hmm. as I'm going through and building lists right now, and this isn't necessarily a specific brawn thing, but mm-hmm. uh, one of the lists I had on a few weeks ago when we were on stream over on the the Vector Sigma YouTube page that it was the Windsweeper deck, and it was just very dirtily. Which for people out there that mm-hmm. aren't familiar with the the it's a originates in magic i assume that was the first place Probably. i heard it um like everything else <laughs> but it's just it 
it dirtily describes a deck that or a play pattern or whatever that just kind of does stuff but never gets there never does anything ultimately of value um and the fact that and where i'm going with this is the fact that brawn can continue to push that damage prevents decks that he's in falling into that trap because mm-hmm. he's always you're getting value out of the little guy which is always want those you know three wide blue decks want he's relatively sturdy he pushes some damage you you're getting a whole package here yeah he's able to do the work without but he's also not providing a universal buff to the rest of the team right so there is a factor there definitely is a trade-off but he uh you've said it many times before that it a lot of this set fits into certain slots and Mm -hmm. if that's what you're going for great you you're reaching for this guy immediately and that's something that i do appreciate with a lot of the set Mm -hmm. uh so moving from brawn this is another one that i had added on uh which is gears which i think was probably hitting you know your top 12 11 something like that scott yeah it's just no home is my issue with him right now and that is a an issue that i've run into as well but the main thing aside from the irritating flips on him I've been leaning into different stuff with his stratagem. Like I said earlier, Mm -hmm. we would call out some of these. The ability on the stratagem seems too strong to ignore. Mm -hmm. But again, eight stars with that makes it super awkward. Um, Does he have to to be non-KO'd for the stratagem to work? Or is it just like a universal ability that just happens the rest of the game? While he's on the battlefield. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so you would have to go through some effort to protect him, hypothetically, but... Um, His third defense, so that's fine. Yeah, it, it, it's also a matter of, I don't, offhand, I mean, yes, you're going to... Well, I guess here would be the obvious bashing shields, um, potentially batons into, like, into your stuff that you're defending against. Those are the obvious ones, so he does do some things to protect himself to an extent, but I don't know if that's really what you want out of your mediocre, like we were talking about before, that you could end up in this situation where your middle guy is not doing enough. He's disrupting your opponent, but it that's not losing as opposed to winning. So, Right, I mean, I don't know what deck I can build where my 7 or 8 drop is my... And I guess adding the stratagem really helps not have to flip as much because you're basically shutting off such a huge amount of upgrades that like you don't even you know like what are they going to play like a bashing shield to get plus one and it, and, it, and it's an an armored plating like do you are you going to flip to put that back there and like you know probably not right like, yeah yeah so so at that point like i think the strategy helps his flip density but mm. puts him in a, in a in a different Star call. So there, there, there might be something there where I probably haven't been looking at him enough with a stratagem to where, like I said, like if you're shutting off all these abilities, like are you going to care about a hovercraft that doesn't do a damage? Like you're only going to care about like the yeah. the real weapons and the real armor at that point. And if exactly. you're shutting them off, then like if you're shutting off like all the other ones, decks are not usually built with that many like pure number based. Um, like aggro, like you know, like other than like grenade launcher, and like if people still play like erratic lightning, like there aren't all the other ones are basically just played for like value. Mm. And if they're losing all that coming to play value, or like you're completely shutting down like extra padding and, and and things like that, then like 
he may not need to flip as much. And that, that helps his playability, especially because, because I just, I haven't had that many decks where like, I want my medium guy to be the one I'm flipping all the time. And mm. and if I am, it's usually for something better than this. Cause like what's yeah. his, his flip to all is the, is the bounce one thing, but when his flip back to all is what? Uh, flip to body. It, yeah. Oh, flip to bot is the bounce. And then flip yeah. to alt is you can move and upgrade on their guys. Yeah. But so like, I mean, you probably won't need to do that as much if you just get the stratagem, which is like, you know, uh, shutting down all that coming to playability anyway. So right or attach attachability. Whatever you want to call it. His home right now is kind of elusive. Uh, it's funny you mentioned extra padding because Chad is right. There is a token combo reference in here about just hosing that portion. Get that out of the yeah. way. Um, mm-hmm. I do feel that I don't know it. To your point about the the grenade launchers and stuff, a lot of power for, or a lot of power that is judged for the aggro builds, or even, you know, finishers and control decks, the stats are good enough that they could get by with just, like, maybe disrupting them with the stratagem doesn't matter. Obviously, it hurts them, but I don't know if it hurts them enough it, it's tough to make that call just because we don't know exactly what his home is yet at this stage. I mean, he really hurts Bastion Shield, which should help your control deck. So, I mean, like... Right. You know, so I, there is that, you know. Yeah, but that's the... I mean, that's the premier example, is it... Sure, they would love to enforcement batons your guy, your thing. Mm-hmm. Does it... I don't know if it matters that much given the context of you spent eight stars to stop that thing so it's not oh you're there that stuff is turned off and you are still running galaxy it's like okay you you have to make concessions with the rest of the team so i guess we'll have Mm -hmm. to see um if there were more if there were like more 12 drops that I really liked. I think it might be a different story, but that's fair. Uh, chat does th- is thrown out there. He does have fun shenanigans with swerve. There, there are a few characters the set that do, <laughs> but that also sure. necessitates running swerve. So, <laughs> but I actually think it's bad. I think it's worse because he has less defense in that mode. He so does only have two be, in that mode. Yeah. You want to be defending in the, in the, in the bot mode. I think he has probably more play with that. Whatever that flip card is that moves the damage. Maybe Uh hit and run. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, it's possible. Uh, but we can move on from Gears. Yeah, I do agree with you guys in chat that if he was a lower cost, but if he was, that might be problematic. <laughs> yeah. If he went from six to seven, it'd be a lot better. And I, I hate, like, and the fact that he's a truck just adds zero value whatsoever, which is a yeah, big problem. Trucks for me. are really awkward right now. Well, let's I, start. I, it's not the it's not the A word I was going to use, but the, <laughs> oh, the six letter A word. Yeah, there's a, there's a I know <laughs> what A word is. A five letter one. So, <laughs> um, so a seven, I guess. let's move on from uh, from awkward truck modes to awkward spaceship modes with top spin. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the one I had as a kid. That one. Yeah, this guy. Nice. I have I have uh, twin twist over there, but you, I bet you don't have this one. No, clearly <laughs> the <not>. new one. <laughs> um. He has a little more to him than this guy did. I can tell yes, you that. Yes. <laughs> and he never worked. I was never ever going to get him flipping. I think <laughs> I I distinctly remember being in my kitchen as a kid and like where the rug yeah. hit the the linoleum yeah. floor and like trying and I think I got it a couple times, but yeah. What are you going to do? I uh, 
anyway, so as for the card, though, the card is one of the ones that I think we were both very excited about. Like I said earlier, a lot of our list overlaps, and I think, like, outside of the ones that I added, which were honorable mention, kind of, like, top 15 spot instead of top 10, I think there's only one that... And when we get to it, I'll bring it up that I was mm-hmm. kind of questioning, but top spin is definitely one that excites me. I haven't built any lists with him yet just because I have lists and lists and lists and lists, and I just haven't gotten that far yet. Um, but where, where do you see this guy fitting Scott? Or do you, as your enthusiasm waned about him at all since we first saw him? The only it's in Wayne for me is that it's really hard for me to put get him to 13 with partners that I actually want to be flipping. So the problem, I mean, maybe this is the spot for gears. I don't know. There could be the argument there, <laughs> yeah. I guess. But like, um, but then like that's the problem is like you go from 13 to 8 and a 4. So like with the strategy, I'm like, that's part of the problem. So I think I think my issue is being able to get clobber on him and then getting value out of um like the seven and the five that he would be paired with. Right. Um, but other than that, that's where I haven't found the home yet is because, and it's the fact that he's a specialist. So like your main character not being yeah. ranged. Um, and in an obviously blue deck because yeah. And, and that's about, that, that's about it. Like that's my only negatives with him. It's just that I have to find a partner at, I mean, you, if you wrote him at 10, you obviously really open up like the floodgates as to who you can of run course. with him. Um, you know, like, because if, like, if you pair him with, like, uh, General Optimus, does, you know, he gets, like, tough even more. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, just a, it's just a clobber at that point, for example. Like, right. But you're forced to run a four drop. Like, these are places I just haven't gone to yet, but, like, mm-hmm. that's probably, like, some of the places I want to go to. Because a lot of the, t- like, if he's ten, if he costs ten, you want to go like ten, ten, five, or you want to go like ten, eight, seven. Like again, it can be difficult to find who you want to be flipping constantly in that slot. Yeah, um, there are a bunch so, of. I was looking at it for other reasons. There are a bunch of uh, other reasons being other characters and other decks, not specifically top spin mm-hmm. focused. That there are a number of eight drops that want to be flipping all the time. Uh, mm-hmm. They don't necessarily pair with him. I'm thinking like Wave 3 Skywarp, uh, Trigger Happy. Trigger Happy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trigger Happy probably being the better option of those two, but um, well, maybe not. But there's an argument for either. But yeah, it you definitely end up in this awkward star cost range where even there, if you went with Topspin, Clobber, 8-drop, you're now at 21. Right. And then, in or even if you didn't do clobber, you did flintlock or whoever, you did. You mean flame out? Or flame out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Uh, yeah. The the appropriate one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The problem then is okay, you you now say if you run trigger happy, you don't get access to heroic spotlight. You don't get access Mm -hmm. to confidence. You don't get access to, you know, whatever else happens to be there. I'm finding that with a lot of these characters in general, and it again, it's playing around with all the different permutations of the bodies and the heads. Some of them just end up in really weird star costs. And going back to our earlier point with the honorable mentions of it's coming down to, well, I'm going to have to shave this just to make the head fit in this 
star cost because I have to. Yeah. I think the problem I'm having is that the medium-sized guys that I want to fit with him are also a lot of times not ranged. And so it winds up being yeah. like, and I know we keep coming back to this, but there's a, I, I guess we should probably have a separate show on it, but there's like a reason for it. Like if I have to jump through a hoop to do a damage to a guy, I could just play a, one of a million ranged cards do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So like if I'm, if I'm shutting that option off because a lot of my medium characters that I want to play are not ranged, then like, was it worth it to, to jump through the hoop anyway? Like everyone always, a lot of people bring up like black pips. Well, playing playing a hovercraft is the same as flipping a black pip. So like, you know, it's guaranteed damage and it's outside of combat damage. It's mm-hmm. better. So like, and then, and against a non blue deck, like the plus one attack is essentially the same exact thing that you're getting. Mm-hmm. See, you're so against a large swath of decks, you know. Scott, you're a precog because uh, chat was bringing up horrible as the best partner for blue black. Um, and, and, exa- and exactly. So what happens in that situation? That's the problem is like, it, it, I'm, I totally agree with that. But the problem is there's no range character. So like you're giving up, you're, you're jumping through hoops. With, it, the hoops are not hard to jump through with horrible. But like ultimately mm-hmm. playing a black card and getting a damage on horrible, putting it where you want is still worse than playing it on hovercraft, right? I mean, technically, like, yeah. You know, other than you're getting it on top of playing the card, but it's well, not, that that's the argument you know? is I, which I know you realize the, the argument right. is that you get a a more consistent option because obviously you're not there's no recur. Well, I guess we're trigger happy, uh, but there's no right. recursion for that hovercraft. Whereas, okay, if you just play enough black pips, you're gonna find them. Mm-hmm. Or I can't think of any decent. Black greens off the top of my head. I guess counter espionage. That's black green, right? Or the new um, disassembly. Yeah. So you have some options to try and do something on that and to get the consistency. And then obviously, him starting with bold three. Okay, mm-hmm. you're you're flipping minimum five cards, probably seven, because you're gonna have some white pips, I assume. Uh, but even in five, you could end up with a decent Pierce value on top of the burn. But that goes back to your argument of how many how much effort are you putting in to end up with the same damage total cuz i found that with a number of other builds not to digress again too much but okay i jump through all these hoops and it's like great i have a ton of direct damage but overall on the turn i've still done 3 right because now my exactly. combat step is irrelevant exactly. and it, it, there might be something there but yeah he's uh he's making it a little awkward Kind of like the uh, the the charge mechanic. It's just it, just like it, it's just not quite working yet. Maybe it'll get there. <laughs> I, yeah, I think the, the one character I want to try him with is Brainstorm. I think because that's a character that I want to keep flipping, and then like mm-hmm. he can just sit there. But again, like they both want the same head if they both want to cost ten. So like that's another part of my issue. Yeah, it, that is a challenge. But at the same time, it's. I think it would be fine. And then you, as far as the head perspective goes, and then you're already running double Titan master. So like, that's a lot of bodies. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to add for top spin before we move on? No, I think he's powerful. I think he, he creates archetypes on himself. He's really good in the black base archetypes, um, especially black blue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that, uh, I just have to find the right home for him, and that's why I have him on the list, because I think he can't... A lot of these characters are build-arounds. They're not 
like yeah. the support guys. Like some of them are, but a lot of them are build rounds. So. Yeah. One thing I'll I'll add right before we move on is there. I think anybody out there, if I told you which do you think we have more of, black oranges or black blue cards, they're gonna say well, we have more of black oranges. It always surprises me every time, and it shouldn't because I've looked it up a thousand times now. How few quantity wise before you even get to playability black blue cards there are which makes sense but it's still a oh well i'll just play it black blue for anything whether it's top spin or otherwise that can be more of a challenge than you might think initially without delving into just straight black pip cards which isn't a problem but it definitely changes the the numbers from it's because those pips go together exactly you want to be defending yeah. and, then, and then swinging well, for damage so yeah exactly that's why it, yeah. but it's uh it, like I said, it surprises me that just quantity perspective, how few mm-hmm. there are. Uh, and then yeah. you get into, okay, do you actually want playable. some of these? Yeah. Right, right. Uh, like, actually playable, right? I, I don't really want to play Smoke Cloak, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> right, 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 exactly. But uh, but that being said, those uh, Black Pip Splash or Black Pip Focus builds have, I mean, again, in the aggro capacity, have survived with just, okay, well, I don't care what they do. They fit the Pip archetype, so maybe. We'll see. His tribe is also worthless, which is part of the problem. Yeah, I don't really... I'm not excited about UFOing that guy. No. Like, exactly. it, it just does not matter. So mm-hmm. next up is another G1 toy. I hope everybody heard that. Or if it was if it was awful I, and the noise was terrible, I hope you didn't hear it then. Never mind. But we got Crankcase. So Crankcase... Um, I didn't know he was one of these things also. Yeah, him and... Uh, and what I think, we're not, spoiler alert, but I think this is Windsweeper. There's no sound on this guy, but he does have flip-out guns. Oh, okay. I'm, that's why I think, because just the, like, the plane mode looks right. But anyway, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get there. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it, chat's confirming we can't UFO. Yeah, you don't want to UFO mm-hmm. that guy. <laughs> yeah. um, so, Crankcase, I really want to like this guy because he's stat- to star cost, especially when you get his bot mode buff and he gets plus three attack and he's an eight, 11, one at seven stars. Uh, like that seems solid. He's ranged in that mode. I don't really care about his flip to alt mode to draw a card. I mean, I get why it's there, but whatever. His stratagem is also relevant. I know a lot of people recently have been talking about King star scream, especially when the stratagem came out. I thought this guy was an obvious partner because of his stratagem, because mm-hmm. I always and this is me somewhat ignorant about that archetype because I played against it, but not with it. I always felt I was blowing people out every time I checkpointed them. Okay, now you can no longer checkpoint me. Like, you just can't. I mean, unless you kill this guy first. But Mm -hmm. um, it just felt as though that was a natural home, but it does run into a similar issue like you were describing with Topspin where it's big guy, eight star. Oh, now I'm stuck with four stars. Ruh-roh. Um, where else do you see this guy fitting? Were you excited by the stratagem or was it more his no. just plain stats? It's his plain stats and mm-hmm. being ranged and all that. Like, and this is a theory I'm working on to revise some of this, the sphere stuff. But, um, like, I feel like blue decks, I, I feel like the sphere theory has to change to where, like, it has to be more descriptive of the deck archetypes. How so? Like a, I'm not sure I follow like, you. Like your one guy decks are one are different. Like 
technically that's a three wide blue deck, right? Like, oh, I see but what it you're operates saying. Differently than like other three wide blue decks. Mm-hmm. That makes and sense. So, like, I feel like if you want to play a true three wide blue deck, like the old school version of them, mm-hmm. that you need two characters that are relevant attackers, not just um, one. I'm glad you to brought that up. To combat yeah. the, the one tall decks, basically, yes. to, to punish them for for being like concentrated on one specific guy, you need to have at least two guys and one support character. Mm. I don't think it's. It, I think it'd be difficult to get three relevant guys in a blue deck, but whatever, yeah. we'll cross the bridge when we come to it. But right, right. Um. So he provides the ability, at least. I haven't built a deck yet to put you at that level to give you a second relevant attacker as long as you attack in a certain order. Um, it's just that whether or not that archetype can exist by having a guy that even needs to flip once to go into the right mode yeah. is up for debate, but I don't think it's that bad. Um, again, he just mm. I just can't say the fact that he's a truck. Um, There's that. But, but I, I, think, I think eight damage out of a guy that only costs seven and fits this archetype, which... Another character on this list, I think, does it more consistently, which is why we're, he's higher on the list. Somebody else, mm-hmm. but I think he fits a similar niche. Um, I just think I've ran like how the turns play out in my head, and I, I just don't know. How, it's very difficult to get him to be buffed and then also play things that continue to buff him mm-hmm. as early as turn two, and like you know, still be playing cards the whole time. Like it requires like. Yeah. First turn processor and things like that, but like mm-hmm. I don't think it's or like, but I don't think playing scouting mission and processor deck is like a bad thing. Yeah, that's for so, sure. So you know, like I don't think it's that hard to set up. Um, and I think like I guess I mentioned him so often I probably should put him up, but I haven't played with him. Like characters like brainstorm to me like facilitate him a lot as well. So it's just it's just how many flips do you have? Like, can you have a, a middle guy that doesn't need to flip, etc. Um, I, I just feel like there's a lot of to get the relevant second attacker is what I'm looking for, and there's only, in my opinion, two characters that fit that bill. If we're not going all the way down to the brawn level as a relevant attacker, right? Um, um, I feel like there's only with without help, without like always recovers or something like that. Uh, like, without, yeah, like, yeah. Guaranteed characters that are innately valuable yeah. in the attack step that way. But if you can get a guy that starts at eight and then go up from there, like I, I think there's a lot of value there. See, that's um, I ag- so. agree with you that I actually was coming at it. Well, I also initially started with blue decks, but I've also been looking at him more and more from the orange perspective. If so, you could do Springer this guy something to try yeah. and continue to fuel him. The problem is, is that well, a that's a three wide deck. All of the natural problems of just being random attacking dude three wide orange without a titan master and that's Mm -hmm. the trap i think there is just that you 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 just don't have the bodies to be able to compete with the other aggro decks then because while you can do cool stuff or your guys are very large for their star costs and therefore are more efficient sometimes it doesn't matter because they just have the numbers mm-hmm. in the aggro stuff or even against the control decks. I don't know. I mean, 
maybe having those two solid attackers is enough. And given the existence of tripwire and other things that those wider aggros that would prey on these things will go the way of the dodo, possibly. But I think even if it was an opposing three wide, they have a tight master, they're already up a guy. I think you're in a hole there. So on both fronts, it's he's in a very uncomfortable spot. Yeah, I think if there's a code to be cracked with him, Eugene is a very powerful attacker at very little cost. So like that's why I agree. It's a puzzle that I want to try to solve. That's why he intrigues me more than like generic guy that punches well, like you like to say. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, sh- shout out to all my scavenger fans out there, uh, or fellow scavenger fans, because I, I want Craig crankcase to succeed we'll see if he does um so we'll move on there to cup now cup was actually the one that i'm fine with cup existing um (laughs) as opposed to not existing i well it's i don't know i'm not interested in cup at all like i it's weird because i can definitely see the things that he would play in and i i just I don't know, I just have no interest in playing that deck, which I guess is part of the reason why I'm sour on him, which is silly because he still presents a whole lot of valuable things. Mm-hmm. I also think, and nobody out there take offense to this, but like the cup meme went on way too long. <laughs> and as a result, I just don't care about cup anymore. Like it was funny. But then it was one of those jokes that is just like, man, that's just pulp at this point. It's not even a dead horse. <laughs> I just think he has too much value. I just think... Oh, yeah, like, yeah. I think turning your KB crashes into three ones, like into, you know, essentially plus three, mm-hmm. you know, deal three, take one. Um, the one shall stand swing is just insane. Um... But then the fact that he flips the vaporize, I think, is what a lot of people forget. Yeah, it's definitely a, it, which is strange to say, but it's definitely an easily forgettable flip because everybody's focused, I think, on the new mechanics mm-hmm. being the Titan Masters or the Wrecker interaction, which is something I want to ask you about in a minute. Um, the flip to vaporize is, is pretty significant. Yeah, I mean, maybe this is the home for Topspin then because he's a, he's a. I was about player. to ask you that. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a wrecker. So d- the question is, do you foresee him as the sole wrecker, or do you foresee him as uh, facilitating, like, is, do you think there is a wrecker build? Because that's, that's something I haven't, it, it was on my early list, obviously, when we first had Cup as a preview, it was like, oh, well, I got to remind myself later, check out wreckers when we have the full set. Well, now that we do... I mean, all the all the, the the nonsense reasons that I said earlier discouraging me from from building around Cup, but I don't know. I don't know. I I like that he has the innate tough one. I like the flip to vaporize. I think that while the the say the Canyon Crash interaction is cool, I don't know that it's enough. Um. Like I don't pushing him to four attack, and you've already consumed your action for the turn. I guess the dream is going to be Kami and crash him, make him four attack, slam energon axe on him, get in. 
Um, I mean, the dream is one shell stand, but like that aside. Like, well, I guess yeah, it's going to depend on. I meant just for enabling the axe. It's. I don't know. Yeah, that's fair too. With the with only ten health, I mean, yes, he has a tough one. You're assuming you're playing a blue deck. It'll elongate it, but. I don't know. He, he doesn't seem long for the world, and I don't know if he's pushing enough damage, even at again eight stars minimum, that it's gonna do enough. I don't know. It's possible. I haven't. I haven't built him as the only wrecker yet, and the other wreckers I've been pairing him with are flip intensive. So, like, if I can find a home where he, where the other character isn't flip intensive, that's where I haven't tried it yet. But I mean, mm. I just think you're getting value out of cards you want to be playing anyway. Oh yeah. Yeah, extending so, the value, getting free plays out of it, because, you know, every card now says plus X attack. Well, not every right. card, but... Right, but I guess you're... I mean, he does have lower... But he's four attack in the bot mode, so you can let the ability carry forward. Yes, yeah, you can definitely set it up. Um, and he is a leader, so there, there's obviously mm -hmm. potential for Matrix there and that sort of thing. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's also a truck, so we've already covered that. It's just... Right. I don't know. I'm not as excited, and this is the more serious note, ignoring all the nonsense, like I said. I'm not as excited about Cup now as I was then, when there was all the unknown potential, which I guess is natural, but at the same time, I'm not... All the other wreckers, say topspin, I'd rather build a topspin deck than find a way to pair them, although that's probably where he'll end up. But I think if you just are putting all those cards in the topspin deck anyway, he might fit the bill as this second decent attacker. Possibly. So that's the question. So, Well, yeah, that's going to be the challenge is whether he can make that happen simply because uh, his baseline stats, like for an eight-star character, even if he's pumping himself via direct damage or, or self-damage, mm -hmm. He's still a base four attack. I know that's baking in. The, uh, I mean, it would be great to do the one shell stand axe thing and crush somebody, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I might be wrong. I mean, maybe. I did, and that's just me. I I know there's a legion of cup fans out there, so I'm sure the hate mail will come. We'll see. <laughs> I just think I just think the flip to bop mode is just too much value to to ignore. So. Oh no, for sure, he's definitely on the radar. He's just. Like we talked about that, this is the only one where I might have rearranged things for pretty yeah, much sure. the rest of it. Mm -hmm. It's, uh, I think I, we were in agreement. So let's move on from there to Bludgeon, which I don't have a prop for because the only one I have is one of the movie toys, which actually looked like Bludgeon, like skeleton <laughs> face and everything. But anyway, um, so I haven't, it, it's funny that as the set came out, all the Vector Sigma guys kind of gravitated to all their different things, and I definitely, and I'd have to ask the other guys, or, or you, Scott, it was very much, oh, well, like, I know Scott's going to be building with this, so I haven't even really looked at Bludgeon, even though it's something on my list to try. Um, so, tell us about Bludgeon. Has he been living up to the hype? Do you really like him still? Do you feel like he's lost value? How's it been going? Uh, I like him. Uh, I think I just have to find either adjust the decks that I've been playing with him or um, figure out, like I've been playing him in orange decks, but figure out if there's, a, if there's blue builds that are just as effective, even though he only has one defense in the mode you want to be in. It's just that you're getting, 
there were times where I was playing like it, it was just insane. Like some of the turns I was having, it was like hmm. it was like play play Akamian crash on that guy minus one defense. Horrible's ability on that guy minus one defense. Like you just got a free battle card out of the deal. Yep, and then. By playing a he's single still, card. <laughs> yeah, and he's still a 6 13 one, I think. Yes. 14. Um like you were you, you were just getting free battle cards left and right. Um very easily. And and I understand that like it's technically like it's the horrible that's allowing it, but like that's okay. Yeah. Um so it was just it, it was a, just too much value to ignore a lot of times, mm. but because what that allows you to do is I don't have to play Bashing Shield this turn because you're minus two defense. So like you've negated whatever it is anyway. Right. right. And then and again, like again, I didn't put enough belligerences in my deck, which might have been part of the issue. Um so I I'm gonna fix that for next week. But like I just feel like there's just too much you're we've reached a point with the number of cards that exist in the game, that you need to find ways of copying battle card abilities mm-hmm. with your character, like flips, cards, interactions, whatever. And the fact that this, again, like is semi-armor removal, like built into what you already want to be doing, mm-hmm. to me, just saves a lot of deck space and things like that. Right. So, Yeah, I was going to ask you that, but you already got to that point. So yeah. he... um. I still like him. It's funny, we were just talking about Cup and Kamian Crash, obviously enabling him, maybe, this is another one where it's, okay, well, it would be Bludgeon, Cup, and a one-star head, plus one other guy. I don't know if that's really a thing. Um, Chat's throwing out Battle Patrol, but I think that actually illuminates one of the issues we're not issues with this guy, but one of the challenges that the Battle Patrol doesn't do enough on its own. So, like, mm-hmm. sure, you ping, but you have, like, a one-attack guy. Point being, extract extrapolating it from the Battle Patrol to other characters, you still need to make sure that those other guys are doing enough that it's you're not just squeaking one damage through because you negated armor or something. Right, right. That's part of the issue that I think is... But it intrigues me. Like I haven't tried it in a blue deck yet, even though there is a ton of blue direct damage. So like that's the next place where I have to go. But like mm-hmm. his one defense just kind of scared me, and like his his needing to flip to one mode means I can't. I guess I'm only literally missing one flip. It's not the biggest deal in the world. So um, mm-hmm. that's the next place that I need to explore is just to see if there's any value there. Yeah, I think there's potential there. Even if nothing else, in the argument of okay, well, my other small characters, again, getting more value out of them because now they can actually get over or hypothetically get over or through armor. If they have enough bodies, maybe this is a home for Crank Case because then he's a threatening enough attacker. But we'll see. The deck I had, again, without enough without belligerence, was very good against other aggro decks because of this. Like They basically just like... You're always one-shotting them? They they just had no defense ever. So like yeah. any any built in defense was just completely irrelevant. So there was definitely value there. Gotcha. And obviously he's a build around. So you know, and I and I actually found myself 
occasionally when you're attacking in the alt mode, like the three defense in an aggressive deck was no joke. Like, and you know, yeah. they had they had no way of like really. He was taking a lot less damage whenever I was able to actually defend in that mode. So yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I it, he's one of the guys, and we said it when he he was first spoiled that I personally have a hard time believing that he won't be present in the meta. Like that ability is just crazy because to your point, it's duplicating. Um, I guess it's not duplicating an existing effect, but it's amplifying cards that you're already going to run anyway, yeah. which is exactly what you want. You're, you're stretching the value. You're going to be making these plays anyway. Um, yeah, Chad, you're definitely right about magnetic dysfunction, Ray. I'm, I'm like 99% sure you had that in there. Oh yeah, yeah. The, I, I guess the only question I had the, is, I had the, I had the other one too. I had that's the, what I was gonna say is the only question is like how many copies of the other one because magnetic dysfunction yeah. ray was almost guaranteed to be a three of. So does um, um hunker down a composite armor will not trigger horrible right? Uh, hunker down is a put, so I don't know what horrible's worded as. We'll find out okay. later on. But um, horrible, I think, is when you play. Yeah, so like that is. The Hunker Downs versions of him are the, are the, is the where I have not gone yet. Mm-hmm. And it's probably the next place that I'm going to explore with him. Because um, you're right, like the Sky Shadow Tank would fit well in there with him and Horrible. So that's the next deck I'm going to try out. Yeah. Um, and then you can take advantage of the other Orange Black, you know, like Terrifying Resilience if you really want to go that route. You obviously already have Composite Armors, the Ghost right. Shields of the World, blah, blah, right. blah. The list goes right. on and on. Right. Um. So we'll have to we'll have to see, but it, there's definitely potential in this guy. I I find it difficult to believe that he wouldn't make an appearance. It's just finding a home for him. Yep. Um. So let's talk about actually the guy that you previewed in Pounce. Uh, this is actually a character that was. There are a number of reasons I really like this guy, uh, and it's not just. Hey, this is actually an eight star that doesn't make you feel terrible for playing eight stars. Like, right. the, this is a decent, again, a decent attacker. Importantly, does not require a flip. So, your options are right. way more open. Even for something, you said it earlier with Crankcase, that it's uncomfortable to have to invest a flip in that guy even just once. Mm-hmm. But Pounce doesn't care about that. Pounce is just like, I'm getting in there. So, Although I can't help but look at the color scheme and think six shot, but anyway. No, no, yeah, yeah I agree. Every time, and especially because six shot has the wolf mode and this, this is the panther <laughs> or, or whatever large feral cat it's supposed to be. Um, but anyway, tell it, aside from your initial thoughts when he was previewed, what else have you learned or excited about from Pounce? Uh, the Spy Master's Bruise is a permanent plus two on it. <laughs> yeah, we we have learned that afterwards, and that is a good card for Pounce, let me tell you. that When you did that the other day, okay, so here's a question I can get to ask you when we were playing. Were you ever, like, I don't know what secret action you had had down there. I don't think we ever act or actually activated it. Would you ever have activated it, or are you planning on, like, do you picture it's just, it's primary laser you can't interact with, basically? I mean, the one game, it was Heroic Resolve, so I certainly would have used it to keep a guy alive if I needed to. Fair. But that's that was, like, the dream scenario. And, like, mm-hmm. the, the other game, I put in Hostilities underneath it, and then you weren't playing an orange deck. 
Gotcha. So that like, seems was, like a good use for it. <laughs> so it just sat there purposely as a primary laser out of my, or like you said, a non-interactive primary laser yeah. out of my, um, for as my action for the turn. That, like that, every once in a while, will turn into a grenade launcher when you just go. Oh well, I'll set this <laughs> other one. Like, this guy seems ridiculous. Um, I love everything about him, honestly, and. The the Johnny in me loves the so I think I mentioned this on stream the other day, but so when you flip to his other mode and you you look at the top three cards, A, it's a may reveal the secret action. So mm-hmm. if you want to, like if there's not a white pip in there, you could keep a double blue, which I think you did at the time, keep heroic resolve on there, or you can set up all those cards where it's um I mean, you wouldn't be able to do it with Beachcomber in the same turn, but anything that mm-hmm. cares about what the top card is, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll rearrange it and then play Field Communicator on this other guy to play yeah. that thing off top like Shockwave does. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that you can rearrange things in any order, granted, given the rules of this game because of combat, it gets difficult to take really mean advantage of it, but it's something to keep in mind. Oh, and by yeah. the way, he has three defense in that mode, so he never dies. Yes. <laughs> and he has, like, a ton of health, so... Yeah, 12 health is pretty solid. Like, I have a hard time saying anything negative about this guy. Well, I mean, he, this is completely fits the bill of what I was saying earlier about getting a second attacker in a control deck out of um, your mid-slot. Absolutely. Um, that you're not, you're not embarrassed by. I mean, this guy was starting at 7 quite often. Like yeah. without even without even you're adva- you're advancing your board by playing a secret action that's going to keep one of your guys alive and getting a plus two out of it. So it's like there's no there was no downside whatsoever. So. so exactly, and that's the going calling back to crankcase. It's like this guy does just everything you'd want a crankcase to do. Just about. I mean, yes, crankcase will be an eight with his ability. He's pounces only seven. Right, but he's probably probably nine, um, because you know you'll spy master's ruse at some point. Mm-hmm. That's clearly going to be in the deck. One of the thoughts I had had offline was um, trying to explore orange options with him because you, he is a Decepticon. They do have a double orange secret action. There, there are other playable orange secret actions. I'm thinking like bolster, things like that. Yeah, bolster would be a good one. Mm-hmm. My challenge with it, is, and especially with Spymaster's Ruse, bolster gets a lot more value. Uh, but my challenge on that front is, and this is just an open, I don't know, yeah. I legitimately don't know yet, of if you're investing your action phase for the turn in playing a secret action, which is... I mean, yes, even a score could do damage, but you're not doing damage in an aggro deck with one of your plays. Is that too much of a hindrance to make up for the fact that this guy, you know, like it it was a small leap into battle to turn this guy attacked sort of thing? I don't know. I guess if you're setting up multiples or even a Spymaster's Ruse and just making this guy a nine attacker before you play your upgrade... That's fine, but again, that that's probably three white orange. May or may not have a Titan Master. May or may not have other stuff. It's just it's some other another idea I want to throw out there because it's something I'm looking into. 
I think the Spy Master's Ruse play becomes more difficult because you can't afford to take up somebody else's action phase. Because I was Spy Master's Rusing just like on turn one. Yeah. Didn't care. Didn't care. I don't think you can do that with your one play, like going second on turn two. I don't think you can do that. Yeah, you need as easily. You'd have to have the the wheeljack characters, the the airstrike characters, where they also have free cards built in that allow them to. If they missed a play, it's fine because Wheeljack already has a supercharge built in, or the Airstrike yeah. Patrol has a hidden like plus six attack, or you know, like. But it's still not ideal when you, unless you really feel like you're going to overkill somebody, it's still rather just do more damage. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I agree with you. That, so that's I, exactly. I think it, I think the orange deck becomes more difficult because I don't think that there's all that interesting orange secret actions that you can play. I think the best one you could probably put out there is Jam Signals. Mm. Or well, Bolster. So I think you would, yeah. I think you could play both. And I, 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 I guess you're right. Like I, I guess you could have it even the score just sitting there. Mm. And then technically it would, it's always going to get value. Yeah, because it's a... Um, assuming you Spy Masters ruse it, but it, right. the double oranges also play into... Because if, if we're talking a hypothetical three-wide orange, I'm... Currently of the opinion, you have to have a Titan Master minimum one in that mm-hmm. scenario because otherwise you're, well, we beat that horse to death before. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, then the Fangries of the world get more value because you just have more double oranges for them to go find. Yeah, those sort that, of things. that's true. Um, yeah. it's a, and then presumably if you stay Decepticon, you get your um, Villainous Spotlight for even more double oranges. Like there, mm-hmm. there are ways to do it. Um, it, all the while, assuming the stars work out, of course, if the stars align, then you, right. you completely dodge tripwire with this setup as well outside of your, the Titan master heads. So maybe there's something there, but I agree with you. It's, it, I think it's too early for me, certainly to tell at this stage, whether this hypothetical build hits the damage thresholds to fight the blue decks. Because I just wonder. I just wonder if you're actually advancing your board, right? Playing a secret action that you may not get to use because the orange ones, you like, you can. Yeah, you might you just, just play bolster out bolster. there without it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd rather play bolster for the turn, assuming I have force field in hand. Um, well, even outside of force field, it, bolster has other value. So even against control decks, if you bashing shield on their turn. Sure. That's relevant because then now you get your upgrade play back. So, mm-hmm. but it's now trading, you're getting power and you're losing consistency because you have to combo these things together. Right. Um, there aren't a lot of orange secret actions that are just like, bam, like I can just play them. Right. And always get value. Always get value out of them. I mean, the blue it, ones, you can always get value out of them. Yeah. I was looking for the. Um, yeah, chat's bringing up Hold the Line. I was going to mention that one because that's obviously going to show up. I there are, I forget it's the name, there. but it, yeah, there's one, uh, I can't think of what it's called. It's defensive something or other, I think. It's an orange pip that gives your guys... Defense defense. Yeah, 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 so if... Terrible. Right, but if it turned <laughs> out that there was a break point, because the other caveat here is, like you said earlier, is it worth giving up a, a Spy Master turn to get the secret action out there or is the is everything all of your secret actions are just bad leaps and then it doesn't matter because it's just 
we talked way back when about press the advantage. If it was just plus two, is that good enough? But are you now screwing with your other character turns because half your actions are secret actions that do nothing on their turns? Right, right. That's where I think it's mm. probably not going to work out as well. Right. But maybe, I don't know. I mean, regardless, Pounce, I like I said before, I don't really have anything negative to say about him because he's just... No. Mm-hmm. There's just too many things. It's funny, his wingspan is just like okay sure <laughs> well yeah. you guys you guys are are clones mm-hmm. I, I i'm not seeing it i don't i don't get it but we'll uh we'll move on from pounce and actually close out this first portion of this week's recording as we usually do we're kind of long-winded especially about characters that we're excited about but please stay tuned for part two where we cover the remaining characters that we didn't quite squeeze in to this part As always, everyone, thank you for listening, thank you for watching, and please tune in next time for more Tech Talk.